1: welcome to the cop table podcast where tonight we are previewing the Newcastle versus Liverpool game this coming saturday evening st james's park with me once again is jay riley you can get jay on the radio city fan friday talk show every week so welcome back on jay how are you feeling paul i
2: am absolutely okay um A little bit down. I mean, it's not been the best of weeks, has it really? You know, all things considered. And, you know, obviously we won our game, didn't we, against Huddersfield last week. But, you know, to go back to the table and then City really probably one of the toughest games that they had left, really, on our way trip to Burnley. But we were all hoping and praying they'd they'd slip up in and, you know, they got a goal. I was very, very lucky, really, wasn't it? Just only just crossed the line. And then, you know, we go to Barcelona and, you know, just unbelievable, really, the the turn of events that happened in the new camp. So, not being the best of weeks, but, you know, all we can do now is just try and win our last few games and see what happens and hope for the best. Most definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. um first of all, we're gonna cast our minds back to our, our last, um, our last Premier League fixture, which was against the Huddersfield on the, on the Friday evening. Uh, a correct scoreline prediction from yourself as well, a 5-0 prediction. So, yeah, just, um talk us a little Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the performance in that game, please, Jay.
2: Yeah, pretty much as I expected, really. Um, you know, very poor side, Huddersfield, already relegated, and there for the taking, really. And you know, obviously, a, a great game for Liverpool to get the the goal difference up, really, with Manchester City. If it, if it ever came down to that in the last couple of games, and you know, I did predict five nil, and I also said I thought Salah would get a hat trick. Cater had scored and Mane had scored, so I was very close with my prediction. It was nearly perfect, wasn't it? The only difference was Salah only scored two goals and Mane actually got two as well. And you know, on the ninth, Mane could have easily have had a hat trick himself, couldn't he? I mean, he hit the post with a header could have been a hat trick of headers. And you know, Liverpool really were just it set the tone after 15 seconds when Kater scored. It was it was the fastest goal Liverpool have scored, I think, isn't it in Premier League history? And, um, you know, just 3-0 at half time, wasn't it? It was just cruise control, really, and second half, it was just how many we were gonna get, and it was like, it, it was nice, you know, it was what we needed, wasn't it? You know, preparation for, you know, going to the new camp and the trip against Barcelona, and to go back top of the table was a little boost, and they put a little bit of pressure on City's game against Burnley, but, you know, like I say, that's gone now and we have to move on and, you know, it was a game that we were expected to win comfortably and that's exactly what we did do and now we have to move forward because we've got a, tr- a tricky game on Saturday evening
1: Yeah, and um, after that one, Jay we've got um, got a lot to cover as well from the from the Barcelona game last night which we're going to move on to now First of all, Jay um, the team selection was just surprised by um, by Jurgen Klopp's 11 um, that he put out obviously Gomez came in for Trent. And um, and Henderson was on the bench as well, played a diamond. Bobby on the bench as well due to an injury. So, first of all, what was your thoughts on, on the line-up last night, Jay?
2: Shocked, to be honest. Um, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? After the event, you can say, you know, the team wasn't good enough and the the, the selection by Klopp was all wrong. But, I mean, what you've got to think about is, you know, since Alexander-Arnold's played the majority of the season, and we've seen signs of this when we played Manchester United away um, March time. Uh, well, sorry, sorry, February time actually wasn't it? And you know, Klopp didn't really trust Fence up against you know United, and he, he put Milner at right back. And then we've seen it again there in a new camp where he's obviously not trusted as an experienced has he and you know the lads just got into the Player of the Year, you know the, the Team of the Year awards. He, you know we got he got the right back slot there and. You know, Klopp's what's Klopp gone and done and he's put Gomez in there, which this season Joe Gomez has been very good before his injury, but he was very good playing centre half. So why Klopp decided to play him right back in the new camp is anybody's guess really. It was a poor decision and that's how it proved to be because, I mean, obviously it came down this side, didn't it, the first goal and you know, I thought Van Dyke was a little bit disappointing for him as well. He switched off, didn't follow the run for Suarez, for Suarez's goal. And, you know, I think that was a little bit of a questionable decision by Klopp to, to select Gomez at right back. And then the other one was playing Wijnaldum. you know, at times it looked like he was playing as a, as a, as a false nine, which was really baffling. But, you know, I thought Liverpool, that said, even though the team selection was a little bit strange, you know, people go on about it for me, you know, but to me, I'm always a believer of if, if, if a player's fit enough for the bench, then he should be starting, Especially if he's an important player like Firmino is. You know, we had this problem against Evan in the, in the derby game at Goodison where he was fit enough to make the bench. And you know, obviously, he should have started the game in my opinion. They come back to haunt us that game because we drew nil-nil, and that's ironically the last game of football in the Premier League where we've dropped points. And that was the game that the title race basically went out of our own hands because we've won every single game since then. But South City, and there's not really anything we can do about it now because we're hoping and praying for a miracle that City slip up. And you know, basically, them two choices, and look what happened in the new camp by not selecting them. You no, know, for me if he's fit enough for the bench, he's gotta start the game and get an hour out of him. It's stupid putting him on for the last twenty minutes or whatever however long it is. It's you know, it's it's not right. It's you know, you've got to start with your best best team, your best players. And I just thought they were there were a couple of errors, a couple of mistakes. But you know, that said, I thought the performance was quite good. I thought Liverpool did play well and 3 0 was, was massively harsh on Liverpool. I thought, you know, how many times do you see a team go to the new camp and have more possession, more shots at goal, more shots on target. You know, it's to lose the game 3-0, it was a massive, massive, you know, sense of deflation, really, because we certainly didn't deserve that. And and if anything, you know, Liverpool didn't even deserve to lose the game. But, you know, the, the magnitude of it all is, and, you know, obviously how good that one particular player is, Lionel Messi was absolutely sensational. I mean... In the first half, he was brilliant. I thought Liverpool played really well first half and it was really, really close. Liverpool had quite a few opportunities. Sadio Mane he certainly should have scored in the form that he's been in. You would have expected him to put it away, but it was a terrible miss, really. We should have had a penalty early on as well and maybe a little bit of naivety he should have made more of it than he actually did and the referee looked like he was going to give it and then he seemed to change his mind and that was a little bit disappointing but there was always signs that Barcelona were potentially going to get on the score sheet and so they did after I think it was 26 minutes wasn't it and it had to be that man Suarez I mean I'd said a few times to a few people leading up to this game now In eight Champions League games this season, he's not scored a single goal and it'd just be typical that he scores against us as former club and so it proved and he was the one who opened the goal scoring and as we've already touched on there, it was poor defending really by Liverpool. We got caught cold and, you know, we switched off a little bit and and he, he, you know, he slotted it home and Very disappointing really because Liverpool did have the chances but I thought in that first half, you know, everything that Barcelona do, Messi just makes them tick and very hard to play against. But in the second half I thought Liverpool contained them quite well and he didn't really get much of a touch because Liverpool were in control, total dominance in the second half and there was going to be another goal in the game at 1-0. It was always going to be Liverpool and I think we had three or four opportunities to score and then all of a sudden you know, the court was cold, didn't they? A very, very lucky fortuitous goal to make it 2-0 and, you know, it was heartbreaking really and then what can you say? You know, Messi steps up 35 yards, free kick, bang in the top corner and I've seen a few people criticise Allison for it but I just don't know how any goalkeeper in the world saves that. It was like right in, in, the, in the corner for me, there's no way he was saving it and it was an incredible goal by a phenomenal player and You know, we'd be messy, haven't we, at the end of the day, and to lose 3-0 was heartbreaking and sickening, really, and what, what do you do? You know, what, what can you do? What can you say? It was never a 3-0 game, but here we are now licking our wounds after losing 3-0 in a new camp, and the most frustrating aspect from my point of view is, you know, we never got an away goal, and that's absolutely criminal. You know, you have to get an away goal in these type of games, and, you know, we had chances throughout the game, really, but then, Right at the end, you know, how Mo Salah missed that chance that he hit the post with. God only knows. And when that happens, you just know it's not going to be a night. And I, it's just, just deflated really, really down about it, really heartbroken because no matter what anyone says, yeah, you know, you've still got hope that once again, we're looking for a miracle in the Premier League, but also now we're looking for a miracle in the Champions League. And I did say, didn't I, that, you know, the one thing about the Champions League, it was in our own hands because we could do something about it, unlike the league, because we're waiting on a city slip. In the Champions League, you know, obviously we've got games of football that like we can get through and try and win the trophy. And now the first one, lose 3-0 in a new camp. It's a, it's a tall order, isn't it? To turn it round at Anfield, especially without the away goal, because the three now is, you know, you'd expect Barcelona because how good they are and how dangerous they are. You'd imagine they'll get an away goal at Anfield. And if they do, that means Liverpool need five. It's 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 a mountain to climb now, isn't it? Really, and you know that third goal just probably did kill the tie, and you know it leaves you you know, frustrated really because the performance was very good, and you know you come away from that game thinking, how oh, on earth did we not only lose the game but like not score a goal in the game as well? The chances that we created, you know, it's just we fluffed our lines, haven't we at the vital moments? And just typical of Liverpool's luck over the last five or six years, really. I've said it for a while now. It's just I don't know when it's gonna end because it just does feel like the club's cursed. It's just unbelievable to think that this group of players, this team, this manager, you know, we know we're a fantastic team, come so close yet so far, and you know, once again it's looking increasingly likely that we're gonna have another trophy this season. I know we can't give up hope yet. I know there's a couple of games to go, but in your heart to heart it's gonna be a big ass now.
1: Yeah, going into the so the second leg next week, obviously three 0 down, but atmosphere is going to be um, bouncing at Anfield, isn't it? With all hopes and expectations that we can actually do something, but like you say, it's going to be a, a very tall order um, in that one. Just an, another point from that game was was the loss of Nabi Keita through um, through it looked like a groin injury, wasn't it? Midway through the through the first half. Um, how do you think that affected the the team um, and and the performance from then on? Because he, he seemed to be um, having a good game at the time. Casey didn't. He, he, he was winning the ball, ball back. He was quick um, quick turnovers and he looked he looked comfortable. So, how, how much of an effect do you think that had on the uh, Liverpool performance after he went off, Jay? Well,
2: I was surprised he started because I didn't think he would have started in a game of that magnitude. To be honest, in the new camp, I really thought Henderson would have started in his place, but. To be fair to the lad, he looked really sharp, and he, he did look like he, he was up for it. He was playing well, and it was a terrible tackle. People haven't really said too much about it, but it was an awful tackle by Rakitic. Yeah, he's not that type of player, but you know it was a shocking challenge, really, and it went unpunished, which it should have done, really. It should have been booked for it. It was a really bad one, and massive shame, really, wasn't it, that... He had to go off and it looks like he's done for the season now because he just settled a little bit, hadn't he? Looked like he did a bit of form, scored a couple of goals, scored against Huddersfield last Friday night and, you know, obviously scored against Southampton, didn't he? Away from home and he scored in the Champions League against Porto as well. So he's sort of like in a little bit of form, wasn't he? And, you know, he, he had struggled earlier on in the season and it just, the time just seemed right for him to have a good, you know, end to the season and, now he's going to be out for the rest of the season, which is frustrating because it's another option down, isn't it? You know, we won't be able to choose from for the coming games and just one of them things, isn't it? You know, you get injuries in football and it did sort of like upset us a little bit, the rhythm of having Henderson come on and to be fair to Henderson, he's been in good form as well, but it's just one of them things, isn't it? You're the part and parcel of football aren't the injuries and it, it's a bit disappointing for the lad that he won't be able to feature now in the run-in, but you know, We've just got to move on from and get on with it. But, um, no, you know, frustrating and we just move on now and just have to make sure we get three points against Newcastle on Saturday.
0: Yeah,
1: which is, uh, like you say, a very important fixture coming up. Second to last game in the league. We need the three points to keep the pressure on, on Manchester City, don't we? So, going into this this fixture now, Jay, after that 3-0 defeat, how do you think Klopp reacts with um, with his team and... And, and what does he have to do to get the boys fired back up again and, and ready for this game?
2: It's, it's really difficult to, to say, isn't it? Because, I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to still have the belief because it's just Klopp's away his mannerisms, everything about his character and personality, isn't it? That, you know, he won't, re- he, he won't accept the fact that, you know, we're no believers, you know, in that squad and he, he'll make sure that they, the mentality is right going into this game against Newcastle. There's no two ways about it. You know, you can't you know, just dwell on something that's gone on. It's difficult for, for us as fans and not not everyone. I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of positive fans out there, but you know, I try and say, people might say sometimes when you, you don't believe something's going to happen that you're being negative. I'd like to say more about being realistic, do you know what I mean? Like this team, this club, not just under Klopp, we haven't won a trophy for seven years now, do you know what I mean? It's such a long time and, Quite a lot of things have gone on that make you think, you know, are we jinxed? Is there a curse on us? Because, you know, it's one of them things, isn't it? Where you know, Klopp's been at the club now. This is his fourth fourth year, isn't it? And we've won nothing. And like the thing is, with a fantastic team, as I said before, you know, we know how good we are, and it'd be absolutely criminal if this team, this group of players, this squad doesn't win something this season. How close we are in the league, you know, potentially could get ninety-seven points and only lose one game all season. It may not be enough. We might end up coming second, which is just absolutely incredible. In the history of football, the only other time that wouldn't have been enough was last season when City got a hundred points. So we've had this conversation before. We've spoken about it on, on on the way City are. They're an absolute freak, aren't they? And you know, in terms of like winning trophies, like the European Cup or the League Cup or the Europa League final that we've been in, we've just had no luck at all, none whatsoever. And it's very difficult as fans to sort of like accept and you know. I go back to well, you can even go as far back to 2012, the FA Cup final against Chelsea. Andy Carroll said, "If there was goal line technology now, back then, sorry, in 2012, I'm I'm pretty sure that would have been that goal would have stood. It would have been 2-2, and who knows what would have happened." But you know, we didn't get given the goal, and the rest is we lost the game. Um and then obviously two thousand and fourteen we've spoken about it time and time again, the Stephen Gerard slip and title was in our own hands, three games to go. He slips over, the rest is three we lose, we don't win the title. And then you can go to the, the you know, obviously the, the the league cup final against Manchester City in two thousand and sixteen. Lucas Slaver having to play centre half because we had injuries in, in in the defence and you know we're having to play a midfield player out of position in in a in a cup final. And then what happens? We all lose it on penalties. And then you can point to the 2016 Europa League final where Sacco gets his drugs ban, and then he, he played a major part in Liverpool's form leading up to that final, getting us to the final. And then he goes and gets banned like a drugs ban, and, and misses the final against you know Seville in, in Basel. And then we've spoken also about Kiev, where you know, when have you ever seen Mo Salah go off in a game of football injured? Well, he did in that final in in, in Kiev in Real Madrid. And then, you know, what, what Loris Karius done rolling out to Benzema. Have you ever seen anything like it in your life? So this is what I'm saying. It it all paints the picture and it's been quite a long time now. And and, and since we've last won a trophy, uh, it seems like the footballing gods are completely against us when it comes to the big occasion and, you know, when it comes to winning the trophies and. You know where we are this season now, and you know as I've just spoken about there, you know it's it, it's incredible to think that we could lose one game all season and could get ninety seven points, so close to getting a hundred points, yet we might not win the league. It's incredible. Like if we get to the end of the season, we do get turned over by Barcelona next week and go out to Champions League. I just do I just it's hard to really not think. Anything other than being case, it's alright saying, "Well, oh, that's football, and it's, you know it, it is the way it is." But there's there's so many things now that have happened to us that you know you can even point to the fact that Firmino getting injured just before such an important game in the new Camp when we probably needed them the most. Do you know what I mean? It's just so so he, he then doesn't start the game, and then bang, you know it affects the whole way we play, and obviously we lose the game three 0 Now look. I know I said before, we did perform quite well in the new camp. It is what it is. Well, that is true. But what I'm saying is it doesn't help, does it, when you've got to change your team around and obviously your main striker, your main forwards on the bench because he's not deemed fit enough to start the game. It's just nothing has gone our way and people will point to like in the past, Liverpool winning trophies on penalty shootouts and extra time golden goals and all that. The one in the, the UEFA Cup final in 2001, Gary McAllister. With the ball in the own goal, Gelly, I think it was the Alaves player. I, I take on board Liverpool being fortuitous in the past and winning trophies. But this is one time I say, since 2012, absolutely nothing has gone our way. It's a, it's incredible, and, and you know that it's like a psychological block for me, it is personally, and I think quite a lot of other fans feel the same way as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being positive and optimistic, and You know, trying to, trying to think the best and having hope and belief. I get that, you know, it's, it's right to be like that. I'm not saying they're wrong, but I I just think when you analyse the bigger picture, it's like, we can go as far back to 2012. For me, seven years, we've just had like, you know, heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. And it's very difficult to get my head around. And, you know, that's the thing. I want to try and have belief. I want to try and be positive going into these last couple of games. But, you know, let's get real about it. Manchester City, you know, the toughest game they've got left is against Leicester on Monday night, but it's at home. You'd expect them to win it because it's at home. If it was a, if it was an away from home game, then it's maybe slightly different. Feel a little bit more comfortable with it being at the Etihad. You can only see them winning a game, simple as that. Really can't you? Know, I know there's the old stuff about Brendan Rodgers like might do us a favour because it was in 2014 when he was the manager and you know the slip with Gerard and Man City went on to win the league that year, so he always done one and. I take all that on board, but I think we're clutching at straws, aren't we? We're hoping for a miracle. And miracles do happen, but I just, in my heart to heart, I can't see it happening. And then, you know, when we go to the Champions League, I mean, to be 3-0 down to Barcelona, you know, I know there was, there was openings there and you look at the Anfield game and you think, don't you? Well, you know what, I tell you what, Liverpool could definitely beat them next week and we can definitely score a few goals as well. And I I do think that'll be the case. I do think we'll score a few and I do think we'll beat them. But the problem is when you've got a player like Lionel Messi, I mean, if if we give him a free kick, a free kick to him is like a penalty. So that's that's the magnitude of what you're up against. You're up against an incredible talent, the best player in the world. And, (coughs) excuse me, you know, it's, it's a tall order now, isn't it? Because you would imagine Barcelona will score at Anfield. So, yeah, the crowd will be up for it. Yeah, everyone will be bouncing. And, yeah, hopefully we get a great start and take our chances and go a goal up, maybe two goals up. But, you know, deep down again in your heart of hearts, you can see Barcelona score an away goal, can't you? And that's where our downfall is probably going to be, really, because we never got an away goal in a new camp. We deserved one, we never scored one, and the problem is now, you know, all they need to do is score at Anfield, because if they do, we need five, and I'm not saying we can't score five, but it's going to be very tough, isn't it? It's going to be very difficult to do that, so, you know, I'm not going to be going to the game next week at Anfield with the, the biggest of, you know, opt- optimistic vibes, shall we say. I think we can win the game, but do I think we get through the tie? My honest answer has to be no, I'm afraid, because I just think they'll score in a way gone it'll crucify us. Um, but, you know, we can't really think about that too much now. It's all about going, focusing really on going back top of the table into Newcastle on Saturday evening, which it won't be easy because, you know, it's not easy to play. They've had a week's preparation for this game. Don't forget, Liverpool have had a massive high-intensity game in the Champions League in the new Camp, so there's been travelling involved as well, so it's never easy to 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 play a Premier League game straight after playing a Champions League game. So, you know, there will be a few changes in the starting eleven. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Firmino probably will start this game. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold will probably come back into the side as well. And the midfield will probably, you know, a bit of a shake-up in the midfield area as well. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, as we always say about a team selection. But, you know, I'm sure Klopp will have them focused on the job at hand. But, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle the pressure now because, you know, you could forgive a few of them for being a little bit down the way some of the fans are.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, the boys traveled back from, uh, from Barcelona today, didn't he? They? So they probably have, um, rested of today off and then probably back for training tomorrow going towards the game Saturday. So. Looking at the lineup compared to, to the Barcelona game, Jay, yeah, do you see Klopp making many changes? Maybe Trent coming back into the side and and Firmino possibly also coming back in. But then you've got the the midfield, haven't you? Now where um, Milner, Firmino, Henderson, when all them all played against Barcelona. So if if Bobby is fit, which one of the the midfielders do you see dropping out? Against Newcastle?
2: Well, Henderson came off the bench, didn't he? So I imagine Henderson will start the game. I think Milner potentially could could miss out. You um, want Alden, Fabinho, and then obviously the front three with you know, obviously Firmino coming back into the side. I think to send Alexander Arnold may well come back in as right back. And who knows what will happen with the centre half, here. I mean, Van Zyke's sort of like a shoe in, isn't he? Because he's the most important player really in the team. Um, be interested to see whether or not Lovren or Gomez played centre half with Van Dyke instead of matter, But I thought Joel Mat was very good in a new camp, to be fair. He was arguably better than Van Dyke. He had a very good, good good game really, I thought he, he did really well. So you we know, can't knock the lads and there's talk that he potentially might get a new contract. I'm not sure about that myself, but if he does then this season some of his performance levels have certainly warranted one maybe, shall we say. Um I haven't always been his biggest fan. I haven't been totally convinced by him, but he has put in some good displays and he certainly was good in the New Camp the other night. Um, but it, it is interesting to see what he goes with because, you know, with Loveland being fit now and Joe Goldman has obviously played in the New Camp as well at right back, really we all know his best position is centre half. So there is an option to, to change the back line a little bit. with centre also coming in right back, as I've just said. So there will be a few changes and convinced of that because you know, it's an energy zap and pitch isn't it? The new camp, it's massive. So, you know, I think we're probably looking at three or four changes, but as ever, as we, we say time and time again on the podcast, it's very difficult to second guess Klopp's team selections because, you know, look what happened in the new camp the other night. No one would have really envisaged that. And, and it was a surprise and some strange decisions really, I thought. And like I say, it's not being too critical of them because hindsight's a wonderful thing and Liverpool did actually perform well on the night, but. You know, there was a few strange decisions there and I'm sure there'll be a few more changes for the game. I'd say changes on Saturday evening. Yeah,
1: yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, our clock changes decide um, in relation to this game against Newcastle on Saturday. But one other um, thing to throw into the mix is we've got, we're have got we going up against our old manager, aren't we, in Rafa Benitez and a couple of ex-Liverpool players in um, Manquillo and John Joe Shelby. Um, Newcastle safe now aren't they Jay pretty much from uh, relegation I don't think there's any chance of them going down now so do you see Newcastle possibly slightly take, taking the foot off the gas knowing that, that they don't have to do anything basically to, to keep themselves up in, into the Premier League, do you, how do you see Newcastle approaching this one?
2: Look, Newcastle are very, very proud, anti club, and they're a big club to be honest with you. And you know the atmosphere that they can generate up there, their fans. You know, it's the last home game of the season, so they're certainly not going to roll over. I mean, we've seen what Burnley done against Manchester City last weekend. You know, they they could have been forgiven for rolling over and being on the beach really, but they you know they defended quite well at times and. You know, Manchester City. I know they didn't really threaten City, but you know it's very difficult against a team as good as Manchester City to be able to do that. And they defended in numbers, and they defended well at times. And like I say, the goal that they scored was only what millimeters over the line, wasn't a centimeters over the line. So very unlucky, really, not to take points off City. And you know, I expect much of the same from Newcastle. Really, uh, I mean, people are going on about Rafa, and you know, he's still. Like, loves Liverpool, doesn't he? he? Gives money to the, you know, the Hills for Justice campaign every single year, and you know he, he's a fantastic, he's a legend of our club. But he's also a very professional man and professional manager, and very meticulous in what how he does things. And you know, there's there's, there's no way that he's just going to like roll over. And let's be honest, he can't play on perform on the pitch. He picks the team and uh, does the tactics. But you know, it's out of his hands once they cross the white line, isn't it? And they're on that pitch and performing. So he, maybe I'll just say to them, listen, no, there won't be too much emphasis on tactics. It's more about just going out and enjoying yourself because you're safe now and have a good game of football with a very good side, which, you know, obviously Liverpool are. So yeah, there's the thought that they might be on the beach, but I just think, you know, they've got a few injuries as well, haven't they? I mean, I think, um, it looked like Jose Perez has been in good form for them. He scored six or seven in his last five games or something. He got a hat-trick, didn't he, against Southampton recently. He also scored last weekend at East Brighton, but he went off injured in the game in the first half. So he's surely got to be a doubt for the game, you'd imagine. Um, And like I said, they've got a few other injuries in the team. So I just think, you know, how how up for are they going to be? I think the, the fans would demand it because, it's, as I said before, it's the last home game of the season, so they're going to want to sign off in front of their own fans on a high. But, you know, they're coming up against the Liverpool side, going for the title, and it's a massively important game for us. You know, a lot riding on it, Liverpool simply have to win. And, you know, I don't think it'd be an easy game, but I just think, you know, I think Liverpool, as we say time and time again, probably just have a little bit too much for them. And because it's an important game, We're going to be up for it ourselves, aren't we? And yeah, fatigue might play a part because we've just been in a new camp midweek and intensity levels of that game. But I just think Liverpool got superior players really, and I've said time and time again about Newcastle's squad. They've probably got about two or three, maybe maybe four players that you know a Premier League standard. The rest of them are are not great, Adi. Let's get real about it. And I just think Liverpool have a little bit too much for them, and you know we, we should be able to win the game. and yeah, it might be tricky at times, but I can see us, I can see us winning the game without them scoring anyway, so that's my view, my views on it anyway. I think Liverpool will get the three points on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and that's the, what we're gonna move on to now, Jay, is our scoreline prediction. I know you've just said, um you're gonna go without Newcastle scoring a goal, so what's, what's your prediction for us, for a scoreline in, in this one, please, Jay?
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, as I said before, it, it will be interesting. He's going to make a few changes, you'd imagine, for the game, and it will be interesting to see how the attitude really, because I know you might say, "Well, we're going for the title. Everyone should know what the attitude's going to be like," and, and I get that. But when you you get beat three 0 in the Champions League, and also it's, it's the mental fatigue involved as well as uh, as obviously the physical physicality side of stuff, and I just think. It'd be interesting to see how if the players are still of the mindset of we can still do this because, you know, ultimately, yeah, we put all we can do is put the pressure on Manchester City and make sure force them into having to win games of football. It's massively important that we go there with the right attitude and win the game. Now, yeah, you know, Newcastle might think to themselves, Well, look, we've got an opportunity here to make a statement to ourselves for next season, playing against a team who's going for the title. There's no pressure on us at all. All the pressure's on Liverpool. They can they can go and, out and enjoy themselves, a, a stroll in the park on a on a Saturday evening. Do you know what I mean? No, no pressure whatsoever because they are safe and they could very well be on the beach. But then that can work both ways, can it? Because as as I said before, look at Burnley last week against Man City. They done okay, didn't he? So you know, there's no pressure at all. they can relax. they can you know just enjoy their football really and. Liverpool could well be tired, you know. You just never know after after such a tough game in midweek. It's never easy to play a Premier League game after after having a Champions League game. We know that it's notorious. You know, it's quite common. So you know, anything could happen really. But I just do think Liverpool will have a little bit too much for them, and I think it'll be a case of one eye potentially on the second leg as well at Anfield on the Tuesday against Barcelona. So I think Liverpool and certainly Klopp would want this game wrapped up pretty pretty early if you can so all things considered I think we might get one in the first half and lead 1-0 at half time and maybe get one early second half and just shut up shop then keep the ball and if a third comes great but you know if it doesn't then it doesn't really matter too much and I think the scoreline will end up Newcastle nil, Liverpool 2
1: So Jay's going for a 2-0 victory for Liverpool on the back of his, uh, his excellent 5-0 prediction against Huddersfield last week yeah, my own thoughts on the on a scoreline for the Newcastle game at the weekend. Yeah, pretty much is what what Jay just said. I don't think Newcastle are going to be going on at this this game hundred mile an hour by any stretch of the imagination. I think they'll come and, and they won't have a game of football and they're going to try obviously and they're going to they're going to try and give us a game. But I just think with with all being considered, no chance of being relegated now, safe. And um, they want to enjoy the last game. And I think, yeah, Liverpool obviously still fighting for the, for the title, still in the race. They're going to want the three points and they're going to be at full throttle. They're going to be 100% concentrated. So similar scoreline to Jay, but I'm going to go with a, with a 3-1 Liverpool victory in this game. I think, um, Newcastle might, might sneak a goal from, from a set piece or something like that. I just think we'll have far too much, um, Emphasis on winning the game and, and far too much in attack for, for Newcastle on Saturday. So, now what I'm going to do is introduce the music by the band that's been in touch with us this week on Twitter. They are a Liverpool band. Go by the name of the the Forever the Behaviours. Uh, And the song I'm going to play for you tonight is called In Your House. That song was called In Your House from the Forever Behaviors. Uh, you can catch them on Twitter. Their, their Twitter account is TF Behaviors. Got plenty of music there for you to to listen to if you, if you want to go over and have a listen to them. Before we go, yeah, as usual, I'd like to say a big thanks to the At Liverpool Online Facebook, Twitter um an Instagram account that's been putting out all our podcasts on their social media platforms this season. Also a big thanks to the, to the guys over at the no more knives campaign. who were also um, retweeting all our our podcasts and we're putting stuff out for them and their hashtag of the no more knives is on all our, our graphics and all our podcasts this season. So yeah, thanks for the uh, collaboration there with with Paul and, and, uh, and Lee with that one. So, that's the cup table preview of, of the Newcastle versus Liverpool game. All done. All done. Sorry. So thanks again,
2: Jay. Yeah, cheers, mate. Hopefully, you know we get a good result on Saturday to take it forward into the game against Barcelona next Tuesday. And you know it's like it's going to be a massive week for the club. There's no two ways about it. And just let's play for the best because you know it be as I said before. It'd be Really disappointing, really, after such a fantastic season to to end this season empty-handed and you know, trophyless again. But, you know, it is what it is, and all we can do is win our games between now and the end of the season.
1: Yeah, spot on. Fingers crossed, like you say. Massive week ahead. Um, all all slight, slightly doom and gloom at the moment, isn't it? We're all still a bit down from the Barcelona. Like a sucker punch at the end of the game where it was 2-0. down where could easily have been overturned but then the third goal makes it obviously a mountain to climb but yeah fingers crossed that we get a good result against Newcastle and then Leicester could uh, do something with City and again the um, again it's it's looking bright again isn't it so we just gotta just gotta see what happens over the next next week or so and whatever will be will be And, and if it's if it's meant to be that we lifted one of the trophies it'll happen so we just got to wait and see and keep our fingers crossed, don't we? So that's the Newcastle versus Liverpool preview podcast all done. We'll be back with our Wolves' last game of the season podcast next week. Hopefully going into it with um, bouncing and something to play for at the end of the season. League title, obviously. So thanks very much, everybody, for listening, and we'll speak to you all next week. Goodbye.